Well, I'm already recording now, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you miss. You guys missed the whole thing. So, anyways, Brandon, how are you enjoying that kombucha? It's good. That looks really good. I've never seen that one before. What's it called? It's Cove. I'm oh. Try it. Sure. Do you care? Oh, Do you want I me know. to waterfall? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and Pretty what's? Nice. Have you tried that before? No, I haven't actually. Like no, nah, it's too far away for me. It's fine. No, I my my arms are not that long. What are we gonna do? Like pass it around like a blunt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, I, I'll try it. This is the the review of. Yeah, or this is the kombucha review show. The Cove Kombucha, live and organic. Sponsor us, motherfuckers. I, I, don't, I don't know if they'll sponsor you now. <laughs> that tastes pretty good. Yeah, it's can't lie. Yeah, I was going to say, some of them are pretty strong. This is not that strong. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, that was... Uh... Our kombucha review. Yeah, I know, right? That's a sponsored ad. <laughs> How did it make you feel, Brandon? That's like oh, the real question that we're wondering. Yeah, great, yeah. Yeah. It feels so healthy. Nice. Well, this movie wasn't healthy. Oh, damn. <laughs> So, yes, welcome to Cashiers and Critics. Well, I guess we could change our name because technically our guest hasn't been a cashier. Like, be a critic. Yeah. She's just, so we're at, at Critics. Me? Yeah. Are like you ever the cashier? I, oh, yeah, you have. Toy store. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> was. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Cashiers and Critics. Yeah, we don't only bring cashiers on the show. <laughs> <laughs> have we not? No, Eugene hasn't been. Has Eugene ever been a cashier? No, he's not. Okay. I feel like everyone's been one in their past life. Yeah, man. Their past life. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta start <laughs> writing the criteria <laughs> on how you can be in the show. <laughs> you ever been a cashier? No, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't get our perspective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yes, welcome to a new episode. Brandon, how are you feeling today? I'm tired. You're tired? Why are you tired? I didn't sleep very much and i had things to do today oh um, like a responsible like adult. checking your eyes i gotta check my eyes <laughs> i gotta check my eyes check my privilege <laughs> check your privilege <laughs> uh and myself before i wrecked myself <laughs> and we have a guest here today this is like one of my best friends ever <laughs> her name is liz nice to meet you nice to meet me too i guess <laughs> So, um, how are you feeling today, being on the first time on a podcast? I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we chose a hell of a movie to discuss. So It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, we wanted to go to... Uh, this movie came in 2016. 2018. Really? Wait. No. Yeah, you're long. right. No, it is 2018. You know how I remember? I watched this with John. Oh, okay. And this was after um, fucking... Um, oh, my God. Why am I forgetting the name of it now? Um, concerts. 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 Like... Warp Tour. Yes! There you go. Warp Tour. <laughs> you watched believe- this right after Warp Tour. Yo, honestly. <laughs> so, I'm fucking... I remember... I'm texting John because I'm like, yo, I've been chilling by myself the entire fucking time, right? After I left Selena... Oh, because you got lost. I didn't get lost. I just, there was nobody there to go with me because you flopped on me, Liz. No, I didn't. You yeah. went with Selena and then no. you went with 
Uh, I forget her name. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you were supposed to go, but I met Selena there. Did you not come with me there? Did no, we you together? weren't there. Which one are you talking about? 2018. When's the one we went to together? Like 2016, I think. Or 2015. Oh. It was like a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, so uh, John is like, yo, you want to watch Hereditary? I'm like, oh, yo, you know, I've been dying. So I'm like, hold up, let me see. And then fucking Simple Plan came up. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm ready to go now. <laughs> I'm like, no disrespect to Simple Plan. I like it, but it's like, yeah, I'm not about to listen to Simple Plan right now. So You're gonna miss the Canadian icons. <laughs> yeah. So like I just like I just like marched hard at some forty one. So yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> so I'm I don't wanna watch Simple Plan okay, right I now. Okay, I remember that one now. So yeah. So then I go watch it with, with John, who's already seen it, and John is like hyping me up so much. He's like, yo, this is like one of the best scariest films of of all time did you guys watch it in the movies or like at home at, you know, in the theaters okay yeah so i i just remember everybody's like genuine like reaction <laughs> there and like you know people were jumping they were like so scared really yeah like a jump scare yeah i didn't find it like no i know but i i feel like the atmosphere like for some reason in that theater was like everybody was like curious but i guess it got like really good word of mouth considering it was like a week later after the movie came out. So maybe like a lot of people were jumping on word of mouth. But yes, this is hereditary. This is Ari Aster's first uh film. Which he has gone on to make a couple couple films after this. Midsommar, if anybody's ever watched that one. If not. And then uh recently Bo is afraid. Also have not seen that. Yes. That's on our docket, by the way. We're going to watch that. When you that. said that, I thought this was like a Bo Burnham special. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. I mean, <laughs> I like that guy, but it's like unusual <laughs> material. Right. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're doing like actual like comedy skits. Yeah. I mean, this, this whole thing's a joke, really. Wow. <laughs> if you, I just call it white people the movie, man. Wish people the movie. I mean, that pretty much covers it. Yeah. <laughs> any other any other race wouldn't be doing this shit. Yo, the grandma was crazy. She did it to all of them. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Liz, I'm gonna ask you straight up. Like, we asked how you feel about the film. Like, general I... general impressions. <laughs> I think the like cinematography was really great and the acting was amazing. Yeah. But I honestly like some points I was kind of lost. Like there was just so much random mm. like stuff put into it without any backstory or explanations. Mm, okay. Okay. Um. So, so I'd appreciate that more. Like, what mm. did the dad even do? What was his job? <laughs> He's just trying to be a normal dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, he was literally the most, like, neutral person in the entire movie. And the mom's, like, art show, was it, like, about her life? Or was she just making models for the company she works for? Like, I didn't understand that either. Uh, like, I, I think that, like, they ask her, like, what's, like, as an artist, like, create what you want to create. Okay. And then she... Because all is, of her models were, like... A about the house and, and her family. Yeah, so I guess, like, that's how <laughs> she decided to, like, tell her... Point of view. Like, point of view of things, like, as an artist. 
But like, I, I, I really don't think the company is like, yeah, just talk about your PTSD in life. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking hey, I love it. In that movie had PTSD and more flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Word, uh, Brandon, how about you? And it was interesting for sure. It's not really a typical horror movie unless you count the terrors of you know real life horrifying, which I guess is the most <laughs> horrifying thing of all. Right. I mean, it was interesting. Yeah, I did find it very interesting how there wasn't really much dialogue per se. There's more just things happening that mm-hmm. sort of told the story. Yeah, it's kind of interpreted through what was going on. So. Right. A lot of blank stares. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, SpongeBob just standing there menacingly <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. What did you think, Jimmy? So, as somebody who's watched this like probably like a million fucking times already, because. I was telling Brandon, like, this is in my top five, like, best horror films of all time, which is, you know, it's a big stick. It's a big, like, criteria considering how much you guys think, know that I like horror movies. So, like, why would I put this movie? Because this movie didn't have, like, like, so much jump scares or didn't have anything like that. But I felt like atmosphere was so fucking dead. Like, you could just feel, like, the tension coming out of the fucking atmosphere in this movie. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty thriller. Right. Like, you, every scene it just felt like a fucking, like, ticking time bomb. Which is, like, very, like, Alpha Hitchcock type of style. Like, you know something's about to fucking happen and it's about to explode. When you see that, like, when the mom and the son are not talking to each other for, the, mm-hmm. like, almost the entire fucking movie... You know, and you get into that fucking dinner scene, especially, and you just know it's like it's something's gonna fucking happen. You know, there's gonna be an explosion. It just you're just waiting to that point. And I don't think a lot of horror movies build atmosphere and build tension like that anymore because they rely on just like, hey, we just do like that. You know, scare. like a jump scare. Like that's call it a day, and then just keep the plot moving forward, type of thing. Ah! But yeah, uh, exactly, just like that, like fucking pipe falling. You know what I find <laughs> about falling. like newer, newer, um, like horror movies too. They make the music so loud that it intensifies the scene mm-hmm. to get to the jump scare. Yeah. But in this movie, the I feel like the the music was so low and just eerie that you didn't even comprehend that there was music playing. It just felt right. Yeah, exactly. Along with it. Exactly. So yeah, no, that uh you talk about fucking acting, like yo, Tony Coletti. I when this movie came out, I wanted her to get nominated for like Academy Awards. Considering that the fucking Oscars don't really look at horror movies like 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 they don't really take it at face value, they like just fucking horror movies. But I'm like, this film in particular is the one that I think people should <laughs> fucking notice because she's fucking acting the shit out of her. Like, she's so good in this film because she, like, incorporates, like, like, just captures, like, fucking, like, a grieving mom. But also being, like, insanely hysterical and also just being, like, like, the smartest person in the room, but also, like, the dumbest person in the room. And I don't think a lot of, like, m- like movies ha- have, have, like, a horror-led actress be so good, you know? 
I just feel like, yeah, she she fucking just killed it out of the park. And everybody else did, too. But I'm thinking, like, Tony Colletti's the real fucking star of that movie. That's true. I think she kept you, like, engaged the whole movie. And it wasn't... I don't think she was, like, super dramatic or it's cheesy. It was always yeah. enticing. Yeah, exactly. But also, shout out to um, Alex Wolf. I think he was an amazing actor in this movie oh yeah 100 like his crying scenes were so spot on yeah the, the scene where he's possessed in, in school that was crazy that yeah. was amazing yeah no 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 she yeah he killed it i mean gabriel o'brien he plays the dad in the film fucking amazing as well so like just be the most like neutral fucking person <laughs> in this movie i was waiting for him to like blow up and and go off yeah, and he, he kind of really didn't. So... I mean, he blew up, <laughs> but like not like how you ex- like how movies perceive it to be, you know. Like he still kept like some composure, even though he fucking like did blow up. I, he like let everyone feel their feelings, but I think at some point, like you're the dad, you're the father. Like, why weren't you taking more control? Mm. Like they needed some yeah. kind of like structure and guidance, and he was kind of just like. Go do your go do your thing. Yeah, I'm just gonna be Switzerland. Yeah, pretty much. I guess that was kind of his approach to things. He just <laughs> wanted to people to do their own thing, which yeah, yeah. By the time he decided to actually put his foot down, it didn't help at all. So <laughs> yeah. it's too late. I got another. Been, oh, sorry. Go sorry. Ahead. No, it would have been nice to see like the dad more. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. I feel like he played such like a background role. Yeah. Uh, another thing I like about this film is also it has such good rewatchability because yeah, as you guys watching it for the first time, you guys are just picking up everything like as it goes along. Right. Mm-hmm. But once you watch it again, you start seeing that this movie was already set up from the fucking beginning. Yeah. Everything that they said led to what was going to happen. Or it gave such good indication of what's coming forward. For instance... The creepy naked guy. Creepy naked guy, sure. Grandma's necklace. (laughs) The necklace. But not only that, but like her... uh, uh, Tony Colletti's speech saying, Oh, I didn't know uh, my mom had so many friends. Yeah. You know? Already an indication. private. Exactly. Already an indication. Uh, even smaller things about like the nuts about like, Oh, does she have an happy pen? Like, Oh, we didn't bring that pen type of thing. It's already alluding what's going to happen mm-hmm. moving forward. Cause that's such a big part of the whole plot. Even the pigeon getting his head cut off. Exactly. <laughs> so like everything kind of, uh, was already manufactured in a way that kind of final destination. Exactly, and I'm, and that's like the whole point of this film because you see that this cult is actually behind everything. Like they literally are like playing them like everything. fucking chess pawns. Yeah, you know. Well, so the, the grandma like sacrificed the family, right? Yeah, or use her, or yeah, basically using her family as like a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So no, I just think like in rewatchability, would you watch all that shit again? Everything starts making sense. You pick up on it faster. Exactly. So it's it's nice to see when I like when I show it to people who don't who haven't watched this film, like they start picking up things like in their own way, and yeah. I'm like thinking, oh, they that scene <laughs> in particular, y'all guys need to pay attention to that one. 
Uh, Brandon, you have anything to add? Um, my mind is blank right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking about kombucha. Yeah, that kombucha was looking really lit, though, man. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something you could rewatch and start to notice things that you missed before, and how it all was foreshadowed from the beginning. Mm. I think that's good. I'd like when films. Uh, I think I've said this before. I like when films show things and don't tell. Yeah, and you've also said that before. We don't like long exposition d- dumps. Yeah, you're like man stands there for ten minutes explaining like, oh, your grandmother was actually the head of the cult, and you know she had a male body and all this, but that never happened. Yeah, it's all implied over time, and eventually all revealed. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, that was that was very interesting. But it's uh, I don't know, I. About the going back to the soundtrack just briefly, I did notice it. Uh, it was it was more subtle, but I did it was very prevalent throughout the whole film. Like it was, I didn't notice it a lot. Maybe because this film was giving me sort of somewhere between the Shining vibes, mm-hmm. or the soundtrack, and that was obviously very big. And then like uh, it follows, which is it's like no soundtrack in that <laughs> film most of the time. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I like how they used it to just sort of build tension, like at every moment, even when they're just like, even at the beginning, I'm just watching, like, why is everything so spooky and ominous already? They're just like, <laughs> yeah, at, at funeral, at house talking. Like, I'm like, why is it playing? It's like sp- at school, like spooky school. <laughs> really scary. High yeah. Spooky season. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, damn, that's, it was, it was, it was well done. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess another thing we can like really touch upon, like you, I guess you guys mentioned it already, was like how, yes, this movie is a very supernatural movie. Like the plot is supernatural, but everything else happening in this movie, it's not really supernatural. It's just yeah, real life shit, you know. It's like how does a family process their grief? Yeah, grief and trauma. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is, like, to me personally, that's the stuff that I think a lot of horror movies don't really have. Which is fair, you know, because, you know, a horror movie has to either have to have a fucking serial killer in the movie or has to have a fucking demon possessing a little child and all these tropes. And, yeah, maybe they might cover it in, in this film a little bit, but the majority of the fucking bulk of the film is just seeing... How fucked up this family is. Yeah. And yeah. Sorry. With, um, th- sorry, just like what you're saying, how other movies, um, they don't really give you the time to see, like how the family or the characters, um, feel. And yeah. in this movie, it definitely did. I feel like with other movies, um, all the the killings and stuff happen so quickly after each other, and this one, it kind of spread out a bit yeah so you see the family trying to deal with what's going on right which is pretty crazy because none of them go to therapy none of them go to doctors <laughs> therapy no such like thing here frankly. no doctors no therapy no police just just, just dealing just, yeah, just, just dealing as a family just compartmentalize everything <laughs> just focus on your own life and just uh, you know it'll go away eventually exactly like you could write a fucking like essay on like yo this family needed therapy here 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 like yeah that son was neglected he needed <laughs> he needed someone to talk to <laughs> exactly and yeah even in the scene where she goes to the grief counseling the first time she's talking about her problems i'm like 
Bro, this, she listed like 20 things that she needs to go to therapy for, Amelia. <laughs> like the severe, like horrible trauma she's had in her life. Right. And, and no like, one's talking to her in the place. Like no one's trying to console Well, it's like, her what do you anything. say? Someone just comes and trauma dumps on you. Be like, yeah, oh true. yeah, my brother like killed himself. <laughs> and then my dad also killed himself due to being psychotic, depressive. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Just, Are like, you guys flexing your PTSDs? Like, your my mom killed herself. Like, you know what? My fucking daughter killed herself. What's up, bitch? It's like, Jesus Christ. Man, just, Everyone must get so. You need to go to like a not like public support group in like the gymnasium. Like, right? To, to go hey, somewhere. But that's where she meets Joan. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, which is, is like if you follow, it's rigged. It's rigged from the get go. Joan. Yeah, she's rigged. Yeah. She followed her. Did you? Did we even see like notice her in the group, or was she just in the parking lot waiting for her? In the parking lot waiting for her. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if she was there the first time, like. Or at least they don't really show her. She is. She's like off to the side or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it'd be cool to watch it again and pay attention to the group and see if she's in there. As far as I remember, I didn't see her like on the on the side. But hey, I'm not looking for that. So she gave me vibes from the start. I knew something was up with her. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking too much, man. Too convenient, man. Fucking weird old white ladies asking you to do seances. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, even when she's like, oh, yeah, my uh, mother used to have these, like, embroidered matches. Like, oh, that's a weird coincidence. Yeah, right? Yeah. That was a good <laughs> She's like, brush that off. <laughs> that's crazy. Like Yo, you said, everything goes back to each other. It does, but it actually bothers, like, we'll, we'll talk about that more in the plot because Brandon's probably going to mention that. But, like, it just bothers me how, like, oblivious everything is mm-hmm. when you're seeing it from the perspective of a fucking movie, you know? And I guess, like, half of these, that's what these fucking horror movies really do, right? We fucking watch Evil Dead Rise together. How oblivious is that fucking kid <laughs> for, like, bringing the Book of the Dead? Be like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't read this. Okay, bet. Fucking start reading it. <laughs> well, that's like, the, that's like the horror movie trope. I mean, I mean, they made fun of it in Cabin in the Woods, but they all go into the basement. And they start, like, reaching for random shit. Yeah. And they're, like, betting, like, oh, which one are they going to pick? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. is it the spooky puzzle? Is it the weird music box? Is it the photo books? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's always something with fucking horror movies, man. Find random shit in an abandoned shack and start playing with it. And it's like, yo, like, in, yeah, in Rio's perspective, like, what the fuck would you do if you walk into, like, a band? in fucking place or a bad in room and then you see a bunch of shit you're not even going in that fucking room don't yeah. even fucking try it well <laughs> don't i think test like it. in and the mom's grief you know she just wants to connect with her daughter she didn't care what it was mm. like she didn't research what language was what the spell was whatever yeah like she just wanted to hear her daughter yeah so like I guess we can talk about that more in the plot, but it's more like I can briefly just say that like that's just the whole point of the film is this cult fucking taking advantage of like like a really dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole movie is. It's literally just being controlled and being upon, which that's why uh well we're gonna bring it down to the pro- plot right now. But in the beginning, you see that like it's the model house. True, and yeah. it, it feeds into going like as like one of the model has being like the scene that plays out, yeah, yeah, which is basically just an indication of like this is all just being played out, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, think about it. I mean, just a quick side note I'm gonna make because it's been bugging me. The 
The name of the demon they mentioned in the film is called Paimon. Yeah. yeah. It's spelled the same way. There's a game I play called Genshin Impact, <laughs> which if anyone doesn't know, it's basically, uh, for any nerds out there, it's Zelda Breath of the Wild, but with like anime waifus and gambling. Yeah, pretty much. And the mascot character that his name is Paimon, spelled exactly the same way. Wow. And I just couldn't stop thinking about that the whole time because I was like, cute anime girl is possessing these people. <laughs> Killing well, actually, actually, I'm not sure if you guys read this on your research, but uh, fucking payment is an actual fucking demon entity in real life. Okay, I was gonna ask you that because I didn't know. Yeah, no, it, it really is. The name what sounded familiar. Eight kings or ten kings of hell. Yeah, with Beelzebub and all them. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> actually like they did the research. They, it's not like they just made it up. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember reading about that a long time ago. Like different kings of hell in certain mythology yeah no, it's interesting so i can actually respect the uh, the research and dedication that they, they took to actually just like yo we're gonna base it on a real fucking demon <laughs> just to make him way more authentic it's not just the deadites yeah it's uh, even like it again it's shades to fucking uh the exorcist which is like my personal favorite horror movie, but it's shades to that, you know? It's like they actually went for a real fucking demon in mythologies. That freaks me out because all the, the, the like seance words around, like, are those real? Yeah. Like, are we opening that up? <laughs> no, well, we're not talking about that now. Let me just, let me just pull them up real quick. <laughs> yeah, you want to say it out loud? Don't do that. Say these out loud real quick. I don't even like reading them. Latu barata nikto, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, yeah, you better have no book of the dead laying around here. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I left that on the shelf. <laughs> Forgot to put it away. Right. And just putting some ASMR here. <laughs> yeah. That's a real ASMR. Pouring the glass. No, I'm good, thanks. Okay. <laughs> As if people don't know, we sometimes enjoy a drink on the show. Exactly. No, we're drinking Kool-Aid here. That's I'm what drinking we do. kombucha. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We've always been drinking Kool-Aid here. Oh, <laughs> kombucha. Drinking the Kool-Aid, yeah. Yeah. I mean, appropriate for the movie we just saw. But... <laughs> All right, Brandon, break it down for us. The plot, I mean, it's really hard to break down because it's like not really like a typical, you know, dialogue-driven plot, you know? Right. It's mostly just a lot of various scenes and like showing characters going through emotions, but yeah, try it. So basically we lead off with this funeral showing that um, the main character, Annie, by Tony Cut. Coletti? Yeah. Has died, her mother. And she goes on talking about, you know, my grandma was a very private person. I didn't know she had all, knew all these people. Yeah. I didn't really know much about her. But, you know, I did love her in the end, even though, like, she had dementia and all that. So it's already hinting at that the, she has some issues with her mom, yeah. her family overall. Yeah. So Also, they show early on when they're waking people up, like, the Peter is just, Peter is the son. He's kind of like not getting up right away. And then her sister, Charlie, is like sleeping in a tree house. Mm -hmm. And from the beginning, she seems a little off. Yeah. So 
Or it's like, you know, they establishes some weird relations. The only normal seeming person in this family is the dad. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So after the funeral, after the funeral, they go home and they're just kind of like. Hold on, I want to stop you right there because that also makes sense because of the film title. Hereditary? Yeah. Like it's passed down from her, like her genes. So of course the dad is going to be the, like the most normal person True. out of that. True. Yeah, because the brother. Yeah. Schizophrenic. The mom was kind of. The mom. What's DID? The mom had DID. Yeah, they did mention that. I was confused. I don't know. And then the dad what? was just like super depressed, right? Did? Her dad. What did she have? <laughs> this, oh, dissociative identity disorder. Okay. Mm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, I didn't pick up on DID, but <laughs> yeah, multiple personality disorder for people who don't know that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Annie is what she's a miniature artist. It's established, which she just makes models of things. Yeah, but for some reason, all the models have like fucked up shit in her life, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is like what well, she wants to express her life. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, so they go home and then. After, like, okay, I'm going out to the movies, right? The dad gets a phone call saying that the grave of the grandmother's been desecrated. Yeah. But he doesn't tell her. So for a second, I thought, I'm like, why didn't he tell her? Like, this guy hiding something? Mm. Turns out he wasn't hiding anything. He was just you know, trying to be nice to his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I, I really just think that, like, if she would have found out, that I feel like a lot of things would have not have happened. Yeah. I mean, they sort of get a hint of, like, the supernatural, where it's, like, you see at one point the grandmother's kind of, like, sees her in the room. Yeah. Temporarily, yeah. but then she disappears after he flicks on the lights. Yeah, which I really like that scene. Just, like, it's no jump scare or anything. It's just, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you know, standing there because you don't know exactly if it's coming. It's just like in her head, knowing that like, like from trauma. Exactly. Yeah. At this point, you don't know what's real and what's not. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like right after the funeral. Right. Yeah, it's right after her mom died, and she's like, not. She says like, I don't know. Should I be more sad? Like she's not broken up about the thing at all. Yeah, she's like maybe hallucinating due to like grief, and she's just not processing it well, or something. Right. But well, the only one who hasn't really like everybody else doesn't seem like to have a emotion except for Charlie. Yeah, even though she's not like crying or anything, she said she's sad mm-hmm. that the grandmother is gone. Yeah, and it it because who's gonna watch her? Exactly. But not only that, but she dumps like subtle expositions too. And, like, I already told you, like, I like movies that don't really explain things, but I also don't mind movies that explain things in a way that isn't, like, so jarring about it, you know? Like, I'm I'm actually being filled with, like, information dump. Because, at this point, it's already established in the beginning of the film that we have no idea who the fuck this lady is, you know? And not, I mean, like, not even her daughter really even knows who the fuck this Kurt. Like, who she is. Mm-hmm. So whatever they're saying to each other is, like, trying to fill in the, those gaps about who she was and how she fucking, like, what was the relationship with her and Charlie. So that's, like, when you use exposition, like, at its, like, the best way. Because it's literally filling the gaps that you don't know instead of like, just dumping it. Just, like, here you go. That's the fucking plot. <laughs> Take it and leave it. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, um, Annie goes to this 
support group, which isn't the movies, obviously, for people who have suffered loss. And this is probably the most exposition you get about her character in the entire film. Yeah. Where she just goes over her family history with her mother and is basically saying, yeah, my dad had like, you know, psychosis and he starved to death. And then my brother had schizophrenia and he killed himself because he claimed the mother was trying to put people inside of him. Mm-hmm. And then said she didn't want her anywhere near her children because she didn't want her to be associated with that. So Peter didn't get like uh, a relationship with the grandmother. But then because she felt bad about that, like she says he lived with her for a little bit. Then it became so toxic that the, uh, the husband was just like, okay, we can't have any contact with this woman, which yeah. apparently only lasted until she got pregnant again. And she felt bad that she pushed her mother away. So she basically gave control of the daughter, Charlie, to the mother. Mm-hmm. And then she's basically saying, you know, it's my fault that, or whatever, right? She just feels like she's guilty of something. Yeah. Or like having a messed up family, I guess. Which, like I was saying, like, back, like is it not like just like, like her, her grandma in a way gaslighting her in a, in a, in a sense, maybe not like, like physically, like, like verbally, but like making her feel bad where there shouldn't even be anything to feel bad about. Yeah, exactly. So, but this is also another you know, reason I said she needs to go to some actual therapy because it's yeah. way too complicated for like random people to be like, yeah, maybe you should, uh, shouldn't feel so bad about yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't blame yourself. You know? She's a fucking seminar. <laughs> well, like they're like, bro, I just want to talk about how I'm feeling about this particular thing. You got like 40 things that need to be <laughs> fixed. Yeah, it was like you can spend like multiple hours talking about any one of those things, right? So, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, after that, she goes back and um, Peter, the next significant event that happens is Peter gets invited to a party, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's, a, it's shown earlier that he's uh, texting in class about, you know, smoking bongs and all that shit. A bowl, damn it. A bowl. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that is a bong. Yeah, that's well. Get with the slang, damn it. <laughs> Whatever, he's smoking a bowl, as the kids say. But, uh, so yeah, we already know he's probably going to go to the party to drink or smoke weed or just fuck around, essentially, right? Yeah, which then, becomes, like, one of the biggest errors, because he could have just been honest with the fucking mom. Oh, yeah, even she's like, oh, yeah... Like, oh, you guys, are you guys going to drink? And he's like, well, we're not old enough to technically even order drink. She's like, yeah, that's stupid. Obviously, you're going to have alcohol there. Yeah. But I said, are you specifically going to drink? And he's like, no, not. So he's like, okay, well, take your sister. And that's like, yeah. why? So like, to me, I feel like, like I wish I would have a little bit of a backstory there, but I guess it's just implied that, like, even if the mom says, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, drink whatever, she's going to hold that against him no matter what. Because, like, why would you lie about that, in a sense? If he drinks or not? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, you know, because she's already saying, is there going to be drinking? He well, says yeah, no. And he's like, well, that's bullshit. First of all, like well, you guys are going to drink. The sister go. I think he was trying to get him to be like, well, if he's there with his sister, then he's not going to be like fucking around as yeah, much exactly. because he's forced to like watch his sister. Yeah. But all he could have said is like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have a drink or two. 
Yeah, but this family is not known for, like, being open with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also revealed later he doesn't really, like, trust his mom mm. for reasons. Well, I guess that's the real reason why, because he doesn't trust what whatever she says. So they already have trust issues with her, so, yeah. like, he's not going to be open with her about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, he goes to the... He en- ends up having to take his sister to the party. Well, his sister, first of all, goes in, like, some weird... Well, first of all, I forgot to mention, she cut off, like, a pigeon's head with, with some scissors, which <laughs> the fucking sharpest scissors in the world. Or, I don't know, maybe pigeon's necks are made of, like, fucking paper. Paper mache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's just, like, you take out, like, the school safety scissors, which can barely cut, like, some paper, let alone, like, a neck. She did this at school. <laughs> and she sees, like, some weird hallucination across this road. And then later she sees this, like, how do you describe it? It's like a light flash sort of yeah like it's like a weird ring of light that like goes across the room and yeah leads her outside and she sees like i guess her supposed to be her grandmother like burning or something outside how she makes this sound yeah yeah the clicking (laughs) the clicking sound yeah so she's been doing this sound like throughout the entire film so far just like at random points she's like all day yeah, so you don't really, you just think it's like, she's already strange throughout the whole film, so you think it's just some weird like tick she or something, has. yeah. It's not really like that crazy, but Amy comes out and be like, what are you doing out here? Are you some kind of idiot, like, walking around your bare feet? And it's like, what? I know, right? Like, fuck, man. Who sees to her daughter that obviously isn't, like, the best in her head? Like, are you some kind of idiot? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and he basically just says, like, yeah, you're going to go to this party. So she's like, I don't want to go. It's like, well, too bad. You're going to a party. Have fun. Like, so them and they go to the party with each other. And then Peter's there. He sees this girl he's into and he's trying to like hit on her. Be like, hey, I got some weed. You know, do you want to smoke? And he's like, yeah, sure. Charlie tries to follow him, but he's like, no, nah, you can't. You can't come with me because he thinks something else is going to happen. But nothing happens, obviously. But yeah. So, and she's like, okay, yeah, just have some cake. You know, they're giving it away, right? Yeah. So she has some cake. And earlier on in the film, she mentioned they had a peanut allergy, right? Mm-hmm. Which, foreshadowing, she has some cake and starts feeling weird. You know, I love that stuff because, like, it makes you really pay attention. Like, if you're not paying attention to that film, like, to the film, the, the scene of, like, the insert shots of them cutting up the cutting nuts, nuts yeah. makes absolutely no sense. Because it's like, why the fuck are they just cutting nuts, like, out of nowhere? So, it's cool, because this movie actually rewards you for paying fucking attention <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah, I didn't see it with my, what was it, my, I don't have my glasses, so I didn't, couldn't tell what they're cutting up. I thought, I'm like, what are they cutting up, like, ginger? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole lot of ginger in that fucking party. Also, who the fuck in a high school party cut is making this fucking nuts and these cakes? Yeah, you ever got to a high school party and they're making fucking cakes like that? <laughs> well, they used the same knife to cut the cake that they were using to cut the peanuts or whatever those were. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was also in the cake. But, but yeah, but it, yeah, but in general, like, who the fuck in a high school party is really caring about food and <laughs> cakes? And cake, yeah. Like, it's usually just like an extra large pizza and call it a fucking day. You know? <laughs> like, this is some real, like, life, like rich ass fucking thing ever baking a cake over at the kegger you know like <laughs> yeah like who is fucking who has the time to cut to make a whole cake at a high school party 
Apparently they did. <laughs> also, apparently it was that quick from the time they came to the time they came. Maybe they had another cake prepared. I don't fucking know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, fuck you, man. You got the, quick, the quickest bakers in the fucking planet. Yeah, so anyway, she goes into, was it, anaphylactic? Yeah. Anaphylactic shock. And Peter, not being a complete scumbag, starts to take her and drive to the hospital, right? Yeah. So as they're driving, he's uh, like, okay, we're almost there. And she's like choking, dying. She like opens the window, sticks her head out the window. I mean, as soon as I saw it happen, I'm like, oh, God, something's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's driving down, like, a road with no fucking lights on it at, mm-hmm. like, maximum speed. Mm-hmm. So, as he's driving, he sees something in the road. I just, I don't. It's like a dead deer. deer. Yeah. I assumed it was a dead deer. I didn't know if it was something else, but he fucking swerves out of the way, and he fucking just, like, as they're going, her head just hits a telephone and just decapitates her. Yeah. It was pretty fucking brutal, actually. It mm-hmm. is pretty brutal, because he just... Like guys, if any if any of the viewers actually want to watch this fucking film, uh, yeah, that scene in particular is Trigger like the warning. most brutal because you hear the fucking like, you know, yeah. you hear that shit just coming out and it's like, oh fuck. So yeah, I mean, Peter stops the car. I kind of like how they did this scene because he's like so fucking in shock, right? Yeah, he doesn't even want to look back because he knows what happened, right? Yeah. Like, he knows exactly what happened, but he's like, okay. You First he says, are you okay? But he knows he's not fucking okay, right? Yeah. And then he just drives home, like, yeah. drives home, doesn't say a single thing to anyone. It's so that's also orchestrated by the cult, apparently. But the, because that pole that uh, she smacks her head has the sign, symbol the it. symbol on it. Okay, I mean, so that's, it's, that's it's, the most insane I, I told problem. you, I'm telling you, this. the cult is like the fucking Joker from The Dark Knight, <laughs> man. It's like all according to plan. Cause, like, what happens if he swerved to the other side? Yeah. <laughs> like, would he hit the pole? Would she hit the pole? What happens if she was at the, like, the passenger seat instead of the fucking it. back? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call bullshit on this. This was not according to their plan. They just painted some random fucking symbols on every pole <laughs> and just hoped something would happen. And they put a dead deer on the road. Yeah, like, that's exactly what the, but that, that's what the whole movie's about. It's supposedly that's what happened. Or if he just ran over the deer and, like, no one fucking died. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, who else is not going up on that road? Why, why, why is this house so, so in the outskirts? <laughs> okay, the... the th- how did they know she was going to eat the nuts? Like, Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> is, was one of the kids a plant from the cult? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was, was she? Maybe. Yo, maybe. Who knows? But, like, it's... Again, it, the movie, the plot says that this is all according to plan. The real twist is they had 20 backup plans that you didn't see. <laughs> that one didn't work. We're going to use this one, motherfuckers. <laughs> It'd be like if he got to the hospital, like a nurse there was also a plant. And be like, oh, yeah, she died. <laughs> like, yeah, but not only that, man. It's like it's the same way that like she just cut off like the pigeon's head. So it's like, yo, like <laughs> she's going to die no matter what by a fucking head. <laughs> Her head snapping off. I know it was uh, <laughs> it was all foreshadowed, but what what what's next? Going to a swimming pool and just like missing the fucking dive and just lands on the fucking <laughs> concrete. Yeah, but I don't know. I like the I especially like the way they filmed this like series of scenes where he's just like unable to process what happened. He just like 
mm-hmm. has basically a blank stare mm-hmm. of just like, like he knows, like he fucked. I mean, up. yo, shout out to Alex Wolfman because, like, what you mentioned, Liz, like, he fucking kills his scenes yeah, when he he's had in it. Incredible acting in this movie. Yeah, and it's like, just go like follow him as, and then you see like eventually Annie discovers the body, and you can just. You're breaking down in tears and screaming, fucking powerful, man. Saying I want to die and all that. And, yeah. And he's just like standing in the hallway, like once again, menacingly, <laughs> menacingly in grief. Sorry, yeah. I want to interrupt you, but I love that they're just filming like his face reacting to hearing his mother screaming, like finding the body. Yeah. No, I love that too. I Cause it's, it, it's, it's so deep. It's so personal because it's like he's just waiting. Yeah, you know, he's traumatized so much that he's just waiting for that shit to happen. Like this, this, obviously, that he did not sleep all night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. Obviously, he was just sitting in the bed, like in a, like a comatose state, basically. Yeah, and like yeah, because he obviously feels bad. Yeah. So, but it's I don't. Yeah, just the way they filmed this was like, damn, that's actually fucked up. <laughs> like. Yeah. Just feel bad for this kid. No, nah, and the worst is that the they just show this. Yeah, they show the fucking like head decapitated being like swarmed oh, yeah, by like fucking mosquitoes or whatever it is. And it's just like, damn, man, this is fucking brutal, man. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so Peter and his mother already had a strained relationship. This obviously basically puts any chance of a relationship they had to the end. Yeah. She already, she already, like, I was having a hard time relating to him, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it sort of goes on where he goes back to school, and then it's, once again, he starts to, like, have the same reaction when he's smoking weed. Be like, oh, my throat's getting bigger. No, I can't breathe, you know? Yeah. So it's like, what? He's, like, possessed now? Mm. Something? But, sort of, right? Well, I don't know about that. I think I think that's just like the demon working its like little magic on him. Yeah, that's what I mean. But I thought it was like okay, maybe it's like some session going on here. Yeah. But uh, so Annie goes back to the support group and decides not to go in, but she gets stopped by someone on the way out. Like, oh hi, I saw you at the support group. My name's Joan. You know. If you want, it helped me a lot being here. And it's like, oh, yeah, my, uh, like, oh, what happens? Like, how's the things with your mother? And it's like, oh, yeah, no, my daughter died. And it's like, oh, yeah, my grandson and my son just died drowning. Like, I understand what you're going through. We shouldn't say that, but yeah, basically implying, like, implying oh, it, yeah. I can help you. Like, if you want to talk, here's my number, sort of thing. And she's like, okay. It's like the first positive support she's received through the whole film. Like, like the, Husband's been there, like, to sort of be, like, the strong presence, but he's not, like, outright been, like, oh, hey, I'm here for you, you know? He hasn't been, like, I feel like he hasn't been, like, emotionally supportive. He's just been kind of, like, taking care of the house, taking care of the the son. Yeah, he's doing, like, all the background stuff, like, the day-to-day stuff. Like, even even when his wife is, like, Making dinner and stuff. Going to sleep in, like, the treehouse, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, the daughter had slept before. Yeah. She goes, I'm like, oh, yeah, where are you going? He's like, I'm going, I'm going to go, I'll be back. It's like, no, you're not. And he's like, I'm going to go sleep out in the tree. She basically just says, I'm going to go sleep out in the treehouse. And he's like, okay, that's okay. And she's like, that's okay. Like, he's expecting her him to say, like, no, you shouldn't do that, right? Yeah. That's not healthy. But he's just like, yeah, you know what? Do, 
You do you. <laughs> yeah. You do what's good for you. So here's the thing. I, I throughout the when we were watching them film, I always called them the MVP because like this guy is dealing with the most crazy shit ever. Yeah. And it's like clearly he's the most normal person in this fucking movie. And it's like in that situation, like personally me, I, I I'm the more emotional type, so I would wanna like confront my wife or my girlfriend being like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, like, can I be there as a, of assistance? Mm-hmm. But I can understand the neutral aspect considering that uh, all the shit is, like, running through her wife's head, you know? She has her own issue of dealing with trauma. So maybe the way that he felt like to deal with this is that he was always going to be neutral. Is and maybe she needed though? somebody to be that person. Who knows? But, like, they, they've been obviously, obviously married this entire time. And I'm pretty sure she's been through, like, other emotional stresses in her life, too. So I'm assuming that he wasn't, like, the same. He wasn't. He didn't turn emotional all of a sudden and then turn unemotional. Like, mm-hmm. when this is ha- all happening. Maybe she re- really valued the way that. He was so neutral about it. I don't know. It's hard to say. We don't get like a ton of backstory into their relationship, right? Yeah. What's presented on the screen at the time. Yeah. So, but I don't know. It's like, it depends on the person, but you feel like you'd want to like talk, at least attempt to talk about something. And then then if she says like, sorry, I don't want to talk about this right now. Mm -hmm. Like maybe work on that later, but yeah, you have to do something. You can't just be like, okay, I'll do I'll just take care of everything. You just live your life and I'll just be around. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like they're all just like trying to cope on their own. It doesn't seem like they're trying to cope Mm. like as a family. And you never see the dad grieve either, which is is strange to me. Like it's his daughter too. See him break down one time in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything finally gets him. Maybe that's because like no one was around at that time. So that's the only time you see him break down. So do you just think he's living off that like toxic men trait that like they had to be fucking like strong in front of everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Possibly. Maybe that's his idea of, you know, how he can help his family is just be like the rock. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the core of this film is just basically. What makes this film so interesting is communication. That's just, literally the movie. <laughs> I feel like um, why this is so popular is uh, anybody who's been through this sort of like sort of trauma or grief in their life and has trouble processing what they processing it can sort of relate on to some of these characters in a way. Yeah. Not that I'm saying I can, but I'm just saying I can imagine yeah, yeah. that if you've gone through something like this and you just feel like you have no one to talk to, you, like people close to you, right? Yeah. That's sort of what the characters are. They're just basically terrible at talking to other people. Even mm-hmm. even Joan is like, oh, yeah, you can talk to me because like you all, it makes it less lonely, you know? Mm-hmm. So we all need someone to talk to. It's like, why doesn't she just talk to her husband or her son or someone, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Why she need to go to some random stranger? Like, Yeah, that's that true. She barely knows, right? Yeah, that's true. Also, you never see the, the – you never see Peter, the son, talking to his friends about anything. Like, they're not there supporting him or – yeah, so I like to call that, like, just, like, straight, like, high school friends sometimes. Like, just, like, the 
you know, like high school friends that you're just gonna have in high school, and clearly they're not gonna be school. Yeah, they're, they're clearly never gonna be friends later in life because <laughs> he can never have a real like intimate connection. Mm-hmm. And in general, they, he can't really have an intimate connection with anybody with his except his dad, maybe. That's the only one that you see uh, Peter like relating to or mm-hmm. being his like influence in a sense. Is his dad. I mean, it's like you never see them be like, oh, yeah, I heard your sister just died, right? Like, oh, yeah, they could give two fucks about it. No one says a single thing to him about it Yeah, he comes back to school. Like, maybe they did it off screen, but I doubt it. Right? Yeah, or well, you think that girl that he's into maybe would just, like, be the, be the one, but I guess that didn't really become a thing. She only, she only seemed to be interested because he had weed at the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yo, you got weed? Cool, that's all I need. Not really that into him. We don't have to, yeah, exactly. We don't fuck feelings, man. Yeah, so, what was I talking about? All right, let me go back to my... Yeah, oh, yeah see intermission. So, so, yeah, Joan, they start, like, her and Annie start hanging out, and then Annie continues her trauma dumping of her life's events to Joan. Yeah. And surprisingly, she doesn't just tell her to leave her house. So, <laughs> <laughs> so fucking true, though. I mean, it's like, I guess you barely know this woman. That right. was also what I found suspicious. Like, why is this woman so, like, okay with this? Like, there's someone I just met. Like, I understand they're going through grief. Still, like, it's a lot to process, like, for someone you don't know. Yeah. Like, not like a, a therapist or a counselor or something, right? That's true. Like, why is she listening to this woman? I'm sure. I'm surprised it didn't trigger her herself. Well, clearly, it's not going to trigger herself, like, because knowing who she is. But, like, it was any other any other person with the same problems that she had, apparently. I, I'll fucking get triggered by that. I mean, like, yeah. fuck, I don't want to, like, well, <laughs> deal with it, your mess. <laughs> if it wasn't, like, Joan's character and just someone else, it's trauma bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I I don't remember what event of the scenes this happened, but there is this one scene, which is probably... The scene I've seen referenced, despite never seeing this movie, is the scene where they're at dinner. They're all just sitting around, talking, like... It got referenced to you when? I don't know. It wasn't referenced. I've just seen, like, people make images of it because of the one line, like, have that face on your fucking face. Like, <laughs> like, Best line ever, man. I was dying a thought. I'm like, I'm like, you got him. <laughs> got him. I love him, man. I, I honestly just think that line was so improvised because, like, there's no way in a script it's such fucking dad. No, there's no way. Sit with your face on your fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it allows the authenticity of the scene of her just, like, fucking exploding and just saying whatever comes to her mind even doesn't make any fucking sense mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah so i mean this scene is just like why are all these like drama movies good have like dinner scenes that make you feel <laughs> Yo, i was about to fucking say that too why is it always dinner time <laughs> <laughs> well I, mean, I feel like because you're forced to be around each other and they were feeling the tension like he was giving her looks, she was giving him looks yeah. I think it just all the It's all always the dinner scenes though. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck man, gives me traumatized getting dinner scenes <laughs> with anybody. Look, I'm gonna go on a limb. I think we need to stop this forcing <laughs> people to interact with each other at dinner time. <laughs> it's just awkward. Yeah. <laughs> well they're never like with each other otherwise. <laughs> it's like if you and your your family only meet up at dinner time, it's just awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yo, at that time, I would I would just got if I was her, I would just got into food, just go up, just like call yeah. it a day. When he, the fucking the dad wouldn't get mad. He'd be like, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to my son. <laughs> when they first um like got into that scene, like they're all just sitting there quiet eating, and she looks so pissed. And the first thing that came to my head is like, why are you there? Like, take your food and go. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you just sitting there being pissed? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's a toxic family dinner culture. Of, and like, she wasn't even eating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dad was like, okay, we're going to eat, right? Like, yeah. You know, but it's like, she could have said no, right? Yeah, right? The, She's been doing whatever the fuck she wanted been doing the entire film. Why do you now, all of a sudden, you want to fucking go eat dinner, which you're not going to eat? Yeah. Forgot, I don't know, man. I forgot to mention earlier when she was talking to her revealed that, like, he used to sleepwalk and she mm. almost killed her son and her daughter by covering them in paint thinner and then lighting them on fire no just him no she just lit the match no she said she said, said it was charlie one. as well oh really okay yeah. herself oh okay so it was all three it of was them. all three of them oh, and she's okay. like and then he was all afterwards she's like oh it's just a prank bro you know <laughs> it's happened you know just get over it like yeah just get over the time i almost killed you in your sleep that's yeah that's that's not traumatizing for a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which again begins her own issues of like not accepting her own responsibility of what she's done or like wanting to fix that relationship with her son. Yeah. Cuz she says she did, but I'm like I don't really think she really did or put like a lot of effort to doing it. Clearly not, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like that again, like it as, she, as she's the one who explodes in that dinner scene, like you had that scene where like uh, Peter starts saying, "What about you?" You know, like she's not er- like ever accepting responsibility on her own self, mm-hmm. but she expects it out of everybody else. Yeah, I know. Even though she says like, "Yes, I know it's an accident. I know you feel guilty about," it, she's still like basically saying it's your fault, right? Yeah. Like he was out of line for saying that, but it's not that wrong to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and then the stepdad's once again trying to be neutral. He's trying to play the mediator. Like, yeah. you know, we're not. We shouldn't talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, well, when are you going to talk about it ever? Like, mm-hmm. no one talks about anything, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the only time they ever really communicate their feelings and frustrations. And by this point, it's reached such like a like a boiling point that it just comes out all at once. Yeah. Like the son is just like, I don't know. He's just like, he can't really say much because I guess he's also like seething in a way. Yeah. But it's just like, he's not as like upset, like visibly as the mom, but he's clearly upset by the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So... He says the thing to the mom, and then his dad's like, okay, we're done now. And then, like, the mom looks like she wants to continue. Mm. And she's like, okay, I'm leaving. We're not continuing this, right? Yeah. And it never gets brought up again, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it sort of does, like, in a dream sequence. Yeah. Shout out to dream sequences. (laughs) Wicker Man style. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so after that scene, uh, she's uh, at the arts and crafts store, right? And Joan comes up to her and like, oh, yeah. I gotta tell you something. Something amazing happened to me. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. So I, I went to like a medium and we had a seance. <laughs> <laughs> Again, any any culture that isn't white, well, I guess so because they always make white people do this shit. But like, would have just left 
dipped like okay cool for you <laughs> bye bye right i'm out well she's like she she's like oh i know how it sounds like it sounds crazy like i didn't believe in it either yeah she's well, trying to be relatable yeah but it's just like yo no like, okay he's joan <laughs> uh, shout out to whoopi goldberg and ghost <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only seance that ain't go bad in any way <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, every movie I've seen a seance has never ended well. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be got it done, though. Man. I mean, I guess in the changeling, that seance didn't really end badly. It just was weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so she's like, okay, I know you. I know it sounds crazy, but you got to believe me. You got to believe me. And she's like, okay, sure. I'll go with you to your seance, right? Yeah. And then, first of all, it's suspicious because you just... Is at her house doing the seance or stuff. I'm like, how did she learn to do a seance after like one session? Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Can I just jump in and say, why was Joan manhandling uh, Tony at the car when she was telling her about the seance? Like, she was grabbing her so much and like pushing her. I'm like, yo, relax. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's, 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 it's fucking toxic. I'm sorry. It's toxic. If any, for- and she was like, "Come on, you have to come to my house like now. Like, come on." Yeah, exactly. It's literally full, so fucking toxic because it's like, yo, why are you pr- pressuring me so much to do this? That's when I say it's sus, and I understand she's in grief mode, so she's taking everything at like straight face value, mm-hmm. and I guess that's the whole point. Because again, she's not dumb either. Like, she's not a really dumb person, because as soon as she starts noticing sh- some shit's up, she goes down to business about it, mm-hmm. you know? When she starts actually thinking about things, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I guess that, again, it's, a, it's the cult just taking advantage of, like, weak, vulnerable people. But it's, like, st- still, man, like, if somebody's pressuring me and, like, grabbing me by the fucking hand, telling me, let's go, let's go, I'm like, I'm good, I don't right. need to go. <laughs> I mean... That's sort of how cults work in real life. They always just prey on vulnerable people, yeah. usually. Not, nece- not necessarily stupid people. Mm-hmm. Just people, I At mean, their weakest moment. Yeah, shout-outs to the cult members <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah exactly. I'm going to stop that discussion there. Why? <laughs> you don't want cult members knocking on your door? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get into that anymore about this. <laughs> So they move on to her house. <laughs> yeah, so they move on to the house, and she's just doing a seance once again. I don't know how she learned in one day, because she claims it happened, like, basically yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, she went to this thing, and she's like, yeah, so you told me to read these, like, weird words. I'm like, first of all, how do you even know how to pronounce them? Right. So, like, and you just put your hand on this glass, and then, like, here, look, I'll show you. And then, fucking, she calls her grandson, and then the glass starts moving around. Mm-hmm. And... It, and he's like fucking freaked out, obviously, because it's like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. how's this happening? Pulls out a chalkboard, starts writing, like, oh, I love you, grandma. Right? It's like, okay, I need to get out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, okay, well, here's here's what you do: just light the candle, read these words, and then you know you can also talk to the dead. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll consider it. <laughs> I guess, right? Yeah. So after she learns how to do the seance. Or just various things happen. I don't know how to describe this plot without, like, you watching it. It's a lot of just, like, people processing grief, not really talking about things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has, like, a night- the wait- like the nightmare about, like, going to her son's room and, like, basically telling him, like, oh, I didn't want you for a mistake. 
Mm-hmm. Like I would try to have a miscarriage on purpose. Yeah. I'm just fucked up. <laughs> it's really <laughs> fucked up. That's it was a dream, but it was probably what her true feelings were and probably what actually happened. Yeah. Or I don't know. It's probably due to her talks relation with her own mother. As she said, she didn't want to have kids because she probably didn't want her mother to have to, like her mother to have anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Oh, if I have kids, right, then she has to be in her life, right? Yeah. Like, she almost didn't see it as an option to, like, just be like, no, you cannot see them, right? Yeah. That's how, basically, gaslit she was her whole life. <laughs> well, I th- well, I think in, when she was in um, the first meeting, she says, like, my mom wasn't there for my son. Like, I didn't let her see my son, but then I let her come into our lives when Charlie was born. Yeah, because she felt guilty she didn't let her see yeah. her son, which is, like, <laughs> why? Like, why would you let her see the other child after you already established she didn't... You didn't, you didn't want, want her in the li- in your life. Yeah. Yeah, like until her husband her husband had to put her foot down in the first place, right? Be like, no, you cannot see this woman because it's obviously like toxic relationship you're in. They're very weird. Yeah, it's extremely weird. But uh so after she has this like nightmare sequence, she wakes everyone up, be like, hey, we need to do something right now. And they're like, What is going on? Like Yeah. It's like we gotta come downstairs, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, Oh, Gotta do this. She's like, first of all, she never says what she's like. Oh yeah, you just gotta trust me. You just gotta trust me, bro. <laughs> Guys, like we're just gonna do this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they're like, what is it? Like, no, just trust me. Like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. You know. <laughs> trust me, bro. Gonna be lit. Trust me, bro. <laughs> yeah, literally lit. <laughs> literally. So, not the candle. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, she's like, okay, we're going to do a seance. And the husband's like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I'm done with your shit, woman. Like, <laughs> right. I've been trying to be as neutral as possible, but I can finally no longer be neutral. You're like, fam, it's 4 a.m. possibly. I want to sleep, man. In the middle of the night, we are going on. And it's like, okay, fine. We'll just do it, right? Yeah. So they humor her, and then they manage to summon the spirit of uh, Charlie. And Peter's freaked out. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Fucking ghosts start coming in the room. <laughs> yeah. People would be like, okay, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And then she's like, no, we got to continue, right? And then the uh, spirit of Charlie ends up possessing her mm-hmm. briefly. And then she just comes and like throws water in her face. And that apparently knocks her out. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, like we got to pr- stop. We got to like, your son is like scared, right? Yeah. It's so it's showing that the dad has feels more protective of the son, especially after the whole dinner sequence. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. The relationship's fucked. Like, I need to be the parent for the for him right now because you know, the mother's not stepping you up. You know what, though? It's also, like, I don't think he really cared too much about her daughter either, like, in a sense. Like, yeah, he was, like, telling her what to do, but it's not, like, the same relationship he has with Peter. Maybe because, again, she's a kid and he's a teenager. Mm-hmm. But, like, it seems like he's more of a father towards peter yeah he was definitely more caring especially when like waking him up in the in like those first scenes yeah versus how he was waking up charlie yeah so it could be just like maybe like she's just he feels so weird about he can't relate to charlie but can relate to peter because i guess peter is like the most normal person (laughs) Uh, he's the closest to normal yeah it could also been due to the grandmother's influence because they said she had a sort of strong relationship with uh with, with charlie so maybe he felt like isolated from her he didn't get as to bond as much yeah that's yeah. true with 
like he did with Peter because the grandmother was not in the picture for that at all. Yeah, that's true. So she felt like it wasn't his child in a way. Mm. She ended up getting like almost raised by a different person. That wasn't yeah, him. that's true. So that, that could be another reason why he's so protective of Peter. Yeah. So after that whole sequence, it's like weird shit starts happening, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the fire shoots in his face. I don't know why that's a plot point they put in here, but <laughs> so after that, she goes back to Joan's house briefly mm-hmm. after to be like, Hey, you know, some weird shit's happening. Right. Yeah. And you see all like the, the seance shit in there. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Realize she starts connecting the dots. She looks at the mat, goes back to her attic and sees like the mats in her house. Like they look like the same. Essentially. Yeah. Like, oh shit. And she looks through the old photo albums and sees Joan there. Mm-hmm. Which with her mom, with her mom, which never mentioned that she knew her mom. So yeah, obviously, like okay, something's going on. She reads some book about like the demon king, Paimon. Here, Paimon. Thank Payman. you. Sorry, <laughs> you can shin there. <laughs> I played that game for three years, man. It's stuck <laughs> in my head. But uh, so she's like, okay, shit. Like we've summoned a demon or something, right? Mm-hmm. So. She, go, she sees the notebook as well, like, flipping through and, like, drawing, like, basically Peter's face crossed out, right? Yeah. So it's just like, okay, what are we, what are, what are we going to do here, right? Like, so she tries burning the notebook, but it ends up, like, setting her own arm on fire. And then she's like, okay, I can't just destroy the notebook, right? <laughs> Which... I said briefly the evil dead there. I don't think they've ever tried to destroy the Never- Necronomicon. Yeah, I right. I, I don't remember either. <laughs> Maybe an army of darkness they did. I can't remember. But I can't remember either. So, but she she at least tried. Yeah. It didn't fucking work, but she tried. So. Yeah. So she's trying to figure out what's going on. Meanwhile, Peter's at school. She sees uh, Joan across the street, basically yelling like, "Get out, Peter! Get out!" You know. Oh, just to- talking to her and like, talking to him in Latin as well. She's trying to, like, expel his spirit from his body, yeah. essentially, so that, like, the demon can take over his body. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to work at first, but then just in the school, he starts, like, goes all exorcist mode and fucking just slams his face on the desk. Yeah. Starts screaming. Also, also, why is no one calling an ambulance at this point? He's <laughs> just, like... Yo, the teacher was like not doing his job. He's like, are he you okay? Standing. Like, no, he was so fu- He was so like paranoid himself. He was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and the guy's like, hey, Peter, man, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I know, like, you say fucking hands like crossed and shit like that. And I was like, weird, but he was choking for a bit too, and no one was doing anything. Yo, like, <laughs> what kind of school system is this, man? No. <laughs> Yeah, kids in their TikTok challenges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a TikTok challenge. Pretend to be possessed by a demon <laughs> challenge. Like your nose into your desk. Yeah, I mean... Yo, that could be a thing. Yo, honestly, some of these challenges, I wouldn't be surprised. Here at Cashers and Critics, we don't authorize people doing TikTok challenges like that. <laughs> <laughs> we we take no blame to this. Or after like things like the Tide Pod challenge and like the Milk Crate challenge and all that shit, right? It's just like people no, just... take it back to the OG cinnamon. The cinnamon, yeah. Pe- people out here just y'all don't want to jump out of the boat challenge. What? Yeah, yeah that's that a thing. Challenge that's recent. Yeah. People, 
drive a boat at high speed. First of all, this is the most privileged challenge of all time. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be able to Couldn't afford a motorboat. <laughs> yeah. And then, Can't really then while it's going really fast, you jump out of the boat, which, as you imagine, is not fun. <laughs> no. I don't know why, pe- why people blame like a platform and not the stupidity of people. No, I, I don't blame the platform. I definitely blame the stupidity of people. Yeah. Teenagers have always been stupid, myself included. <laughs> yeah. Just, the platform allows them to communicate their stupidity to each other. Bro. Yeah. That's the, that's the one, that's one of the major downsides of the internet is people can just have oh, opinions. Mm-hmm. Like us, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Some, some idiots can go on a show and just talk about whatever the hell they want. Exactly. Oh. Damn these fucking podcasters. Am I right? Ban, yeah, ban podcasts. Yeah, ban exactly. opinions from the internet, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Except mine, of course. <laughs> so, but yeah. so He breaks his nose. He breaks his nose fucking. The mom gets a phone call, but she doesn't. Not She's busy doing, I don't know, some out in the rain. I don't fucking know what she's doing. She's just walking around, having a moment. <laughs> she, I told you, she's in her Linkin Park music video moment right now. Linkin Park, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the dad gets a phone call. First of all, why do none of these people have cell phones? Like they, <laughs> He's at work! That's his work number! <laughs> I guess, but like... I guess... Maybe, why doesn't the mom have a cell phone? Maybe she does. She's just always at home. She never uses it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, he gets the call, and then this is the one time you actually see the dad have any sort of, like, strong emotions, because he's, he's a son. He almost first of all, like, crashed into another car running a red light. Yeah. And then you see him, like, break down crying. So it's like, the whole time you can tell these things have been getting to him, he just hasn't shown it. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, man. Like, he's just, he was the last, like, bastion of, like, you know, normal people in the movie so yeah basically just showing like everybody's done at this point right yeah exactly so he brings peter back first of all they have to carry his like unconscious body out of the car i'm like what kind of school is this that just releases a kid like that <laughs> they'd be like oh yeah he's just unconscious you just gotta like sling him <laughs> over your shoulder and throw him in the car. <laughs> they don't so call true. an ambulance or nothing <laughs> yo that's so true they're like we don't want to pay for that ambulance this is america <laughs> <laughs> probably bro that's five thousand dollars yeah they don't want it they're on the hook for that yeah. or you know what though there was a scene in the in when he was in the school hallway when the uh when the payment light came out and it's pointing towards the door and somebody in that door is like waving hi to him oh i didn't see that oh you guys didn't see that i don't remember i probably did yeah he was in a school hallway and then the payment light came out and then there's somebody waving hi to him or Something so it could be it's the principal. It could be and that like it's kind of like no, like you don't need a you don't need a doctor. It's fine, just take him. Well, yeah, I mean, if you go to the end of this movie, it's like who knows who's in on it, right? At this point, exactly. Wait, that was the dad that happened to. No, I'm just saying that like when he when he gets that light shit and somebody waves at him, I'm just saying that in fact, like it could be like somebody who. Is in higher staff because it's between the doors, so you don't know who the fuck the person is. Oh, okay. You don't see 
that face, but you just see a motion happening, yeah. which is I'm assuming is waving high because that's all they. But then who taped up his nose? Was it like the school nurse? Or yeah, something? I'm assuming it's the school nurse. But I'm saying that like like the fact that maybe he got released was more like on the principal side. Like yeah, it's fine. You don't need to call a doctor. And since he's already willing to just not call anybody, the yeah. dad is yeah. like yeah, he's just like whatever, you know. I'll, just I'll take it home. Outside help in this movie. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's the real downfall here. <laughs> yeah. Find their weird holistic medicine with like seances and <laughs> yeah. whatever else. Kombucha. It's white people medicine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, fucking seances is <laughs> definitely white people energy. No, we just need to pray the devil away. You know, like. <laughs> but, uh. So they bring him home and then. And the mo- yeah, first of all, I forgot to mention. Fucking the mom went up to the attic and found a fucking dead body in there with no head and like yep. symbols from the cult that she saw earlier on the yep. necklaces. So she gets the husband gets home. He's like, "Oh, you need to go up like to the attic immediately. There's a dead body up there and there's more shit up there." And he's like, "Fine, fuck." Like, she's like, and she's like, "Yeah, there's more up there." He's like, "Yeah, of course there is. Like, fuck, what else is there now?" I did say, besides the lying about the movie, she hasn't lied a single time about anything crazy happening. She's <laughs> yeah, always like told the truth. Yeah, now he doesn't believe in her. <laughs> yeah, after the seance and all this stuff, like, why wouldn't you just believe if there's a dead body in your fucking attic? Like, mm-hmm. like she's Well, not- considering, like, there was also a dug-up grave. Yeah. I'm sorry. Even if she was going to the fucking movies, like, all the fucking time, that still requires a lot of fucking work. Not one person is just digging up a, Dig grave. Up a whole grave. And then take her all the way up into the attic. And like. carry the body all the way back. Hose down the car, assumedly, <laughs> so no one could <laughs> smell it. Put it in the attic without a single person noticing <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Like, that's so elaborate. Like, And when they show the... When he's, like, at work and they send him the pictures of, like, the grave dug, it's perfectly dug. I don't think she could have done that. Yeah, so there's, like, a perfect, like, square (laughs) dug out. Like, they use, like, an excavator to get it. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like a a 10-person job over there. It looks like they didn't bury her yet. Like, when she's digging it, she, like, smooths the edges out (laughs) just so it looks nice. So that when the police come, they can see how nice a job she did. Like... It's like, why? I know, right? Uh, I mean, the guy's not thinking. He's just thinking his wife's fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah, but it's like, god damn it, dude. Like, come on, man. You've you gone this far? Come on. <laughs> A little bit more logical sense would have made more yeah, sense. so she's like, okay, we need to expel the demon. Like, I can't do it. Like, if I do it, it'll, it'll set me on fire. But, like, if you do it, then, like, I'll be set on fire. But, like, I can't do it because I'm scared, right? So he's about to throw the book in the fire. And she's like, you know what? Now we gotta call the police. I'm like, oh, now you gotta call the police. <laughs> it's gone here to this point. It's gone That's to the point. Once you start saying you'll be set on fire and I'm finding dead bodies in my attic and my son is like smashing his head on the ground, you know, that's when we need to call the police. Uh, only those three things happening in a row in the same day, you know. So he's like, fuck, if you're not gonna do it, I'll do it. She throws it and he fucking just gets set on fire for some reason. Yeah, I actually don't know about that. I was still a little confused about them. Like, I don't. Yeah, I was shocked. It's it's more. I can assume maybe when she was going through her shit, that like, I don't know. Maybe they passed on the fucking notebook to him because he was part of the seance as well. Yeah. 
because nothing really happens to him. You know, all the the paranormal stuff happens to Peter and the mom. Yeah, it's because of it's uh, it's their bloodline, right? That's I was gonna say like hereditary. The Maybe they're the just movie, trying yeah. to get him out mm. of the way. Yeah, but it's like it still really doesn't explain why the book the demon would just burn him there instead of like at any other point in the film. Well, it's not the demon burning him. It's more. It's like what they said. It was the link. A link. But why is he suddenly linked and she's not? That's what I'm saying. It ha- maybe it could have been something with the seance. No, but then after the seance, he tried to. I don't know, man. That's yeah. That's a. That's a. It's confusing. Yeah. That's the only confusing thing in this film. Yeah, that's just like okay, whatever. So he fucking like tries to burn the thing, and then he like sees like some. She's like fucking. Then it gets looks like she gets possessed immediately, right? Yeah. So, well, because you see the light, the, light, the payment light. She has like a weird face. Yeah, eyes change. And Peter wakes up and just got his mom skulking in the background in the corner. Is like fucking Spider Man over here. I fucking love yeah, that scene. On the man. ceiling in the corner. <laughs> I, I know. I know it's kind of goofy. I, it could be considered goofy, but like it was giving insidious. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Like, if you're in a movie theater, especially, like, you're going to pick up that sign and be like, what the fuck, type of thing. It's, like, literally just hanging in the corner. I think it was goofy because they didn't make a point of it and to the point where it's, like, he was standing there, like, for so long and they just never, like, he never noticed, right? Mm. And just, like, never drew attention to it, right? So mm-hmm. you're kind of expecting, like, her to jump out or something. Yeah, I was expecting a jump scare, but then she just kind of But then she away. just went away, and you're like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. do something. She just, like, floats away. But I'm, I thought, uh, yeah, the floating thing. It's kind of, that's the only thing goofy is the floating. Yeah, why is she, like, now flying? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only thing goofy about it. But, like, her just hanging on the wall... Like to me, and nothing happens. Like it's just build, building tension. It's ominous because you already know something's gonna happen. Because clearly, you see her fucking possessed. Yeah. So you know something's gonna happen. It's just like, they're waiting that scene. They're like, "Fuck, uh, Ari Aster's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, let them cook, let them cook." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he just starts walking around, and like, mom's in the background most of the time. He goes and goes into the. the living room he sees like the burnt corpse mm-hmm. he looks to the side and there's like some weird naked dude who was like the guy from the funeral parlor yeah. i think mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was him and then finally the mom's on the ceiling and she finally fucking jumps down and get a jump scare which still scared me even though i was coming <laughs> it's just the, it's just anytime they do the music really loud all of a sudden you know yeah well i i like it where like because he she's in the corner and it, it makes that noise he looks up shows the stuff in the corner and it goes back to like a neutral like shot and she's literally right in front of it mm-hmm. yeah and then it's just like whoa yeah exactly <laughs> and then it yeah it's like the fucking shining anytime they transition days like it's tuesday it's like <laughs> jesus yeah. christ why is it so loud <laughs> yeah but yeah and then he gets chased down he does the classic horror movie too we're running into the attic for no reason when the front door's right there when the front door's right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I guess his idea is he's going to walk the attic because she can't get in, even though she can climb the fucking walls. Like, Yeah. So he didn't really think that one through. But <laughs> So as we know from before, the attic's also kind of fucked up. So. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to something that Liz mentioned, she mentioned something the piano looked weird mm. earlier. Like it looked like it was flipped, right? Yeah. So 
after he's, he looks up after his mom's like done doing her weird demonic shit mm-hmm. and sees the mom and she's sawing off her own head with some piano wire. That's mm. so, why the piano's flipped. She's got the piano wire. Oh. I, okay, okay, I didn't know what she was like stabbing herself with. piano wire. Okay. Oh, I didn't know what It's a classic horror movie thing of sawing things with piano wire. Aren't I so good at like pointing things out? Oh, yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was like in the corner. Okay, I didn't, also, I, I didn't notice that. Teleporting. Yeah, that is true. Yes. <laughs> Fucking. T- well, if you're possessed by a demon, you're fucking teleporting <laughs> and floating. <laughs> yeah, teleporting and floating. So I think it's like the mom kills herself, which uh, after that, fucking Peter starts acting. He jumps out the window because he's like, fuck this shit. Also, he does the classic every window is made of like fucking sugar. Like, <laughs> so you can just jump well, through. Well, he sees all those naked people too. Well, okay, here's the thing. I'm more traumatized by my mom slitting her own goddamn throat. Why does it take him to see naked people just waving at him to be like, fuck this shit, I'm out. (laughs) Why don't we just go through down the fucking, like, attic again? (laughs) And just, like, leave. I guess he just really wanted to get out. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking, uh, he's clearly not thinking clearly this whole time. So, he looks like he fucking dies, but... Apparently he the dies light, because like, of that. A light comes from the sky and like lands on his back and like revives him, right? Yeah. He sees like the mom floating. Like, floating. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so in case you forgot, there was a dog in this movie. Yeah. The, the dog. fucking dies. The dog is dead. So the dog showed up for two scenes, one of which they were dead. So mm-hmm. it's like. What's the point of this? They dog? did not have to kill the dog. There was no. Well, point. Yeah, there's no point of having it. I, I guess to just show that the, the there's like a fam. It's like a family. Yeah. Every family has a dog. Yeah, but it's like they never show the dog other than like the beginning and. Well, the end fucking oh yeah, well Poultry guys had a dog. dog too that didn't do anything. It's just it's a relatable American family. Uh, yeah. Has dog. They didn't even have a name for it. Like they didn't even name the dog. No, they had oh, they had a name. They had a name. I don't Did remember they? what it was. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't said, matter. They said it once. Like, no, no one get, <laughs> Rip like, dog. I love dogs, but no one gives a shit about this dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clearly. Because they never... That met. was just mean. You know what? The dog is just there to just point out that there's something spooky happening. Because everything just... Yeah, he's barking. Yeah, he's like barking. That. Barks one time. The whole- <laughs> when Peter's having that like weird dream. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It looks like he's getting wrangled or something. <laughs> yeah. Or his head pulled off. <laughs> Yeah, he sees the mom's body spookily floating into the treehouse, which is kind of funny, actually. <laughs> and she just walks in there, and then see all the naked people just bowing, and there's, like, candles everywhere, and then Joan, who's there, puts on, like, the Burger King crown, fucking just like, yes, you're the king, you're a king, Paymon. We need your blessings for, like, I don't know, worldly goods. Basically, typical shit, you know, money, power, wealth you know yeah status status that sort of thing and that's basically the whole point of this call is to summon this in and game like i guess use demons to get ahead in life yeah and they address uh she addresses peter as charlie Mm -hmm. yeah because i guess her spirit also her spirit was the original one that paymon possessed right yeah so the the grandma basically drew payment to charlie because that was the only that was the only body that she had because yeah. she didn't have any access to peter well do you guys remember in the beginning of the movie when the mom's talking to charlie she's like grandma always wanted me to be a boy yeah exactly and then at the end they're like we 
like made we made you into a, a man <laughs> yeah exactly a male host yeah that's also what they mentioned earlier about uh annie's brother was uh schizophrenic because she had people put inside her which in reality was just the grandma possessed him True. So, yeah. She was never actually schizophrenic. He was actually just possessed the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. That was the whole Which point. Is why he killed himself. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work, so I guess she went after her grandchildren. Yeah, yeah exactly. Why they also mentioned that the grandmother pressured her so hard into having Peter as a child, right? Yeah, exactly. And um it's funny because they say like he's a perfect male, healthy male host. I'm like, I don't think this kid is healthy, man. <laughs> the guy's smoking bowls the entire fucking time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his diet was like literally junk food. Like, I guess yeah, you could take what you get, but like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. he ain't smoking bowls anymore. <laughs> uh, then yeah, the ritual cons- ends, and that's the end of the film. Yeah. Like, well, that's a that's a film. That's hereditary. And, uh, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Again, I said that this is one of my favorite horror movies out there just because it's not, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's scary has like the supernatural part, but it's just like the horrors of like fucking real life that exactly that I feel like a lot of directors don't really, really take a hold of. And I mean, Ari Aster continues this. If you see Midsommar, if you see, I, I haven't seen Bo's Afraid, but if you see Midsommar, it follows the same structure in a sense where, you know, there's something happening, but like the real, the real aspect of the whole plot is like just dealing with like toxic relationships with somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like that's like the, in general, the real horror of life, like just dealing with like, toxicity and dealing with how to handle proper like how to handle things and what not to do because clearly they're not doing what they're doing which <laughs> what they're supposed to be doing whatever they're doing it ain't working right yeah exactly and it's just yeah it's just showing vulnerability of how like like another like it doesn't even have to be a cult but it could be something out there to like when you're feeling vulnerable, just take advantage of you. And I don't think any movie really pros- like does that like better. Maybe Rosemary's Baby. Have you guys ever seen that film? Never seen it. Okay. Well, that's really old. Yeah, yeah. it is. It, but I feel like if like does any movie that like um in a sense like is an inspiration out of this film is Rosemary's Baby. Maybe mm-hmm. you said Wicker Man, which is close to this too. <laughs> yeah well it's a cult you know it stays true to showing you you know the trauma of real life instead of focusing on like all the supernatural aspects yeah which is pretty nice to see in you know a horror thriller movie mm-hmm. so you've seen a lot of horror movies personally liz and like you before you told me that you're not a big like you haven't been a big fan of horror movies recently i used to love Horror movies. I used to stay up all night and watch horror movies with my grandma. But recently, like, I don't know. They just haven't been doing it for me. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's been, like, an original uh, plot or anything that's, like, super scary in a while. So it was nice to see this. For me, it wasn't scary. It was just, it was enticing. It was cool to watch. Um, Yeah. I don't, is it is it classified as a horror movie? 
Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it was, it was we're dealing with all the supernatural shit True. and like demons and shit. I don't know if it was like a thriller or if it was a horror. It's, it, it plays like a horror film, but you can say it's a thriller considering like all the fucking shit that's happening. It's like it's like building up to a moment, which I feel like in thriller movies, that's like what it is really. Yeah, I think I just have too high expectations for horror movies. Mm. It is more of a thriller with supernatural elements rather than like a traditional horror movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and sort of like The Martian is technically a science fiction film, even though it's like extremely realistic. <laughs> like yeah, it is on Mars and has to get home, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna survive by eating potatoes, like no other science fiction film where it's like, oh, this is like I'm freaking Castaway, but I'm on Mars instead. Yeah. <laughs> So do you feel like in like these type of movies that have like a like they call it woke movies basically woke yeah movie? what was woke so woke horror. about it well cuz considering it deals with like fucking like real life shit i guess yeah. they call it like woke horror movies like they consider that way like it follows as well you know it follows as woke horror i don't you did like sexual abuse like yeah basically that's not really, like, most of the film. Because that was, like, the... No, but it was, like, the theme, you know? Exactly. And so, like, they they have, like, traditional, like... Like, let's say, um... Slasher films, which is, like, just your screams, your fucking Jasons and shit like that. And then you have these, like, parent... Like, demonic movies, like a fucking Conjuring, like, Insidious type of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you get... Like, apparently, this is the new thing. The woke horror movies, which is, like... It's all those themes, but there's, like, a more intimate connection. You know, like a Babadook. I haven't seen that either. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you seen Babadook? No. Oh, that's a good one. Fuck, that's a good one. What a woke horror film is, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> it tells you you shouldn't judge people by their appearance. You know yeah. what? Sorry, you know what movie kind of... Um... Reminds me of, of this one a little bit, just based on like seeing the the family trauma, the mm-hmm. orphan. Yeah, because the mom, like, she's so hurt about. Yeah, yeah. What was it? The like uh, her uh, kid having a uh, she had a miscarriage. Yeah, she was so hurt about that, and then having to accept like, you know, getting the orphan kid, and I feel like that one was pretty true to yeah dealing with a lot of family stuff. Yeah, that's true. Up in that one, even yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get it, I get it. Like, there's, there's definitely like a, a ref- like not a reference, but like a theme there, with especially with the orphan, which is just dealing with like family shit, you mm-hmm. know. Wh- what? <laughs> Close that door. Oh, oh, oh my God! It's becoming the fucking hereditary okay, here. I feel like it bit me on my forehead. Like that's why I scratched. God, well, can you stop oh. letting? There's a reason I don't open my windows or doors. Oh, okay. Oh, God. You just have to suffer in the heat. Yeah, okay. There's freaking ladybugs here. How? How do bugs exist? <laughs> I don't know. Does that have a, a, what's it called? A net on it? Like the yeah, you can open that. It's closed now. <laughs> Anyways. Ladybugs smell. <laughs> they do release a scent, that is true. They do? You never sm- smell the ladybug? No. <laughs> also eat aphids. You ever pick up a ladybug and then, like, it flies away and your finger smells weird? No! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <They're gross. laughs> 
just like, I leave bugs alone, damn it. Until somebody tells me I have to kill them, and I'm like, why, though? Do I really have to kill the bug? So in my research of this movie, uh-huh. I learned that this was um, A24's most popular movie until, it was, until yeah. last year or this year. Everything, or everywhere, all at once. once. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was... So uh, it, was a, it was a top contender for, for a while. Yeah, no, A24... Look, A24 just, like, pumps out bangers <laughs> at the bangers. Yeah. Like, they're literally, like, the fucking, like... Uh, I don't know, man. They're like a tribe called Quest. They just keep trading. Oh, what? Quest, damn. This man's going old school with your references. <laughs> Jimmy, you speak so intelligently. I'm not smart. It's a, it's a 90s hip hop group. But okay, like they're just dropping bank. Uh, okay, he's Little Wayne. Like A24's Little Wayne in 2005, okay? Okay, like. Just that kept reference. dropping banger after banger. Little <laughs> Wayne in 2005. Yeah. At least in the 2000s, which apparently we have to stick to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my cousin says we only do movies at the 1900s, apparently. Oh. She's like, why do you only do films from the 1900s? I'm like, most films were made in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Shrek wasn't in the 90s? Yeah. Well, that was after the comments. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we switched it up. Shrek was the real one. <laughs> the first movie we ever did on this podcast was from the 2000s. Yeah, I know, right? No Country no for Old Men. Which is like yeah. the most viewed one. And I know it's episode one, but guys, man, it's the shittiest episode out there. No, I like it. It shows the, you know, the roots, the background. <laughs> the roots. It starts from the beginning, right? That's why when you look at like popular YouTube channels... You- the, the oldest video is always viewed a lot because people want to see how it started. Why? You want to see where it began. You want to see the it's journey. It's cool to see the progress. Well, it, we definitely always, progress. It's always the middle ones that like have no views like of the similar content from That's the beginning. Because mm. no one's like, I'm not going to go through like 50 videos to like, see what they did. Like, that is true. The first, like, two. That is and then true. And they go to the newest ones, the popular ones. Yeah, that is true. So... Anyway, guys. Uh, well, Liz, we usually give a score out of the out of the film that we watch out of ten. Okay. So, uh, I'll start this off easily. Uh, I think this movie is uh fucking nine point five. Yes, I don't care okay. how anybody. <laughs> I told you it's 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 high up in my horror like scope. Do I think it's still a good movie besides being a a, a fucking horror movie? A hundred percent, it is. I think like there's no movie I've personally watched that has deal exhibit family trauma as best as this. Okay. I personally, I don't know. It's my fucking take. And uh I think Tom Coletti's performance carries this fucking film. Okay. And then that show. Her and the son. And uh, yeah, Alex Wolf as well. So um, again, like I've already said, like this movie is not a potentially a horror movie that spooked me to no belief, but it's eerie and, uh, it captures that atmosphere so well and it carries it throughout the film. The only reason why I feel like I can't give it a 10 out of 10 is that there is that plot line of fucking, uh, the dad just dying because he has to fucking die and there's not given no fucking reason. It's funny because even in the film, she looked confused. Like, why? <laughs> why is this guy? Just she catch- was shook that it was him and not her. Yeah, yeah she's just like, huh? 
Yeah. That wasn't supposed to happen. And again, I I know this is part of the plot, but it, it is a little bit too convenient for everything to work out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only aspects that I personally don't like. Because I wish there could have been like more of like them cheating themselves out of things. But I guess it has to do with the like that classroom they were talking to like where Peter was in in the first class talking about destiny. Like this is literally just fate. Mm-hmm. Like it has to go this way no matter what. So maybe it could be an aspect of that. But would I have wanted to see some sort of uh, struggle in between that rather than all the cult just like having their fucking way? Maybe. Yeah, a little bit more of a fight. Yeah. Uh, Liz? Um, I think I'm going to give it a 6.5. Okay. I did really like the movie, but I just wish there was more. I wish there was more dialogue. I wish there was a little bit more of a fight back, like you said. Like, I feel like the only thing they really tried to do was burn the book. They didn't try to figure out how, a way how to break the spell or anything or the, the seance, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I loved how eerie it was. It was it kept you engaged. The acting was incredible. Um, the the shots were incredible. Um, but for me, I think a six point five. Okay. Brandon, <laughs> uh, I was leaning personally towards an eight. Okay, because, just because the movie to me is a little different, I guess. Not necessarily for the horror genre, just in general. I mean, you don't really see. Also, it gave me a lot of like some, like I said, somewhere between the shining and it follows vibes, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like as boring as it follows. <laughs> like yeah. the in between scenes of like things happening were still like interesting to watch to sort of see where it's going. Yeah. It sort of played out like a, like you said, like a thriller or a mystery where it's like you're trying to just figure out what's going to happen. Yeah. And just seeing these characters like react as they go along to, you know, mm-hmm. their own personal struggles. Is what, not, it's like I always like that sort of atmosphere. Also, if I established, I seem to like movies that don't have like concrete plots for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe I like. You know, this movie up. plays like a play, in a sense. It does. I mean, even yeah. the way they shot it, they had so many wide shots where it looks like they're looking from outside, like the room. Yeah. Inwards, it's it's sort of staged in a way like a play. Yeah. So it's uh, I don't know. I always I just like movies where I can figure things out. You know, as long as it's not too difficult, like yeah. something like fucking if anyone's seen Primer, that movie fucking a nightmare to try and understand. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like time travel shit, where it's like they travel through time and, and they start doing things where we're like, oh, what if we put a time machine within time machine? Oh man, and it's frequency. Like, <laughs> but it's like it's weird, and also the time travel is in real time, so it's even weirder. Yeah. Or it's like you want to travel seven hours in the past, you got to sit in the time machine for seven hours. It's like what? Yeah, want to watch the time machine movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like Tenet, I still, I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Tenet. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I like, I like the movie. Like you said, the acting was strong. The cinematography is strong. I guess like uh, the big breaking point is yeah, just the general plot overall. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I can see why some people might not enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. not really like. I guess laid out in a way, and there's a lot of things that could be desired. But yeah, I still liked it. 
I, I, I don't think like for the modern horror fans that like like to get their jump scares in, which I'm not hating on people who want to do that. It, it is a thing, you know. I mean, if you go into this film expecting like a horror film, I think you're gonna be disappointed. Personally. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Like I said, if you go to like The Martian, like, oh, it's a science fiction film, you're not, you're probably gonna be disappointed. Yeah. Like, this is a man fucking sitting on Mars growing potatoes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not, it doesn't really, like, yeah, it has the fucking mnemonic shit, like all the other movies have, but it's more than just that, you know? It's literally just a portrayal of like, like, it's a family tragedy in a sense. It's, it's, It's Shakespeare with a modern twist. I like that. Shakespeare like that. with yeah, Shakespeare with ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> with <laughs> demons. It's like uh, what's that classic story? Not it's not like that classic story. I was gonna say Faust, but it's not really like Faust at all. Mm. Just that had a demon in it as well. <laughs> right. So uh, that is hereditary. We're gonna close this up because we're kind of going on time. Jesus Christ. Thanks for having me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, Brandon, as always, and Liz, I hope you join again. You fucking killed it. Oh, thank you. I hope you guys bring me back on. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right. We'll we'll pencil you in on our very packed schedule, clearly. (laughs) Packed schedule. Okay. Yeah, well, yes, people just waiting to get on. Yo, I know, right? It's a fucking VIP list. Everybody yeah. wants to be a part of this. Gotta put my name on the list. Yeah, she's a social media influencer, like a manager now. So. Influencer, damn. <laughs> okay, well, till next time. Take care.